to the Hannibal is Hungry podcast. Finally, it is here. Thank you guys for coming through. In this new venture of vines, it's more of an audio medium, a perfect complement to the Hannibal is Hungry YouTube channel where we talk about side hustles, we talk about the gig economy, and talk about the path to true entrepreneurship. That's the path that I am going into. I hope that's where you guys are interested in going into. But even if you are just satisfied with the gay economy and doing certain side hustles, you will find value in this podcast, talking about things that are a little bit more deeper than the videos allow me to, because videos take a really long time to produce. So this is going to be, you know, me ranting, rambling on, breaking things down to you as you guys listen to this on your speakerphones or your headphones or whatever that you use to listen to podcasts. But we're going to jump right into it. The future of the gig economy. Talking about how to survive and thrive in a gig economy. Talking about separating yourself from the competition and increasing your value. So let's get into it right now. If you've been on my YouTube channel, the Hannibal is Hungry YouTube channel, you notice I talk about the gig economy quite a lot. Obviously, the growth has grown tremendously over the last couple of years, especially three years ago. We all know what happened three years ago and it's completely changed the workforce. I think a lot of people enjoy the idea of turning on an app when you want to, working when you want to, having more control. So we have that. That's the main benefit. That's what helped me when I started back in 2020 when I didn't have a W-2 and I was able to log in to Uber Eats. I signed up for that. And I was able to make some money. I'm sure you guys have the first gig economy app that you guys use. Personally, my very, very first one is Rover. That's how I make most of my money. Rover is dog sitting, pet sitting. Talk about that more in a later episode. The, the future of the gig economy is going to be quite a complicated one because it's growing. It's exploding. A lot of people are utilizing all the apps, all the services. But the problem is, as everything is, it's become oversaturated due to a lot of people talking about it and raving about it. YouTube has helped that tremendously. TikTok, a lot of these apps, Instagram, we talk about how great it is to use the apps, how much money you can make. That's how I got into it. I remember when I signed up for these apps, I'll go on YouTube and see how much money people were making. And I thought, wow, this is great. Then I signed on DoorDash, Grubhub, just sign up to all these apps. And some weeks you do very well, but some weeks you do very poorly. And I realized this back in 2021, the money I made in 2020 was not going to be as easy as it was in 2021. I, I saw the dip. I saw more and more people jump onto the apps. And I realized that you really had to work longer to make the same kind of money. You had to stay outside longer. You had to be in your car for hours on end. And it wasn't necessarily something I really wanted to do. I liked the idea of working a few hours and then doing something else. I mean, that's true flexibility. You know, shout out to you guys who can work eight, 12 hours a day. That is just not in my mind to do. I worked the 10, 12 hours back in my W-2 and I'm not interested in continuing to do that with the side hustles, with the gig economy. That's just not how I want to live my life with me being a father and having a son. Just not, it just, I'm not interested in doing that. So the problem is everyone is doing these apps. There's oversaturation. It is a race to the bottom because the wages from these apps are getting lower and lower every day. I'm sure you guys notice this. You turn on the app and you realize the offers weren't as high as it used to be. And then we notice that there's more layoffs. People are losing their jobs. And when you lose a job, you don't order from DoorDash as often as you used to. Many of those DoorDash orders were probably lunch orders when you were at work. Well, if you were laid off, you're not ordering lunch from DoorDash. So that's less orders for the rest of us. And then also, there's still inflation. Groceries are still very, very expensive. 
So you see less orders, you see the, the wages are lower, then you see so many people doing the same thing you're doing. So how do you establish yourself? How do you still thrive in the gig economy at the same time, deal with this inflation, dealing with all the other obstacles? And we're going to talk about that right now. Separating yourself from the competition, that's the only way that you can truly thrive in the gig economy. The saturation is an issue. So it can be difficult to stand out. I think the biggest thing is going beyond the apps. Whatever service that you're providing, ride share, food delivery, dog walking, um, hair cutting, whatever skill that you have, you want to be able to be known beyond just the app. You want to leverage your network, whether it's your friends, family, small businesses around you. You want to make sure that it's important to increase every opportunity. So let's say, for instance, I, I'm a dog walker, right? So that's my, that's my main focus. That's my main source of income, dog walking, take care of dogs. I have the apps Rover and Wag that I can use to get work. But the most important piece of that is my neighborhood, my network. People in the neighborhood know that I walk dogs, I take care of dogs. So I get opportunities from people approaching me. Sometimes I don't even know them. They're in my neighborhood. They see me walking dogs. They see me out there doing my thing. And they'll ask me, hey, can you take care of my dog? Or I have a friend that needs their dog taken care of. That's the kind of leverage that you need to survive in a gig economy. So I understand food delivery. It may be a little bit difficult because it's all coming from an app. But if you're able to establish relationships with some of these small business owners in your neighborhood where they know you, you know them, maybe there's opportunities there. Maybe you can talk to the owner. Maybe you can have a conversation where they may need you to do a certain trip or a certain delivery once a week, twice a week, and they'll pay you a certain amount of money. Those kind of relationships, those kind of opportunities can really help you make some more money. So that's a very important part of leveraging your network to provide new opportunities. Don't get stuck just using the apps. The problem is most of us will be stuck just using the apps. So we'll say DoorDash is dead, Instacart is dead, Grubhub is dead. Yeah, it's possible. And if you don't have a good network, you're gonna have a big problem. And it goes to another idea that's already been said a thousand times, but it makes sense. Download every single possible app you can have and make sure you're actually logging into them and using them or at least being available. You wanna make sure that you're downloading the apps because the apps are providing opportunities as well. But more importantly, I think the secret sauce is leveraging those small businesses, leveraging your friends and family to see what's going on and get more opportunities that way. I think that truly keeps you ahead of the saturation on all the stuff that's going to be happening with some of these apps. But even then, what else can we do to truly thrive in a gig economy? We're going to talk about that right now. Increasing your value. You want to make sure that you are always increasing your value, increasing your skill set, getting better and better at what you do to leverage so you can make more money compared to the other person. Because at this point, it's all a competition. We're not a group of employees. We don't have a union. We're not really necessarily together in that term in that way compared to employees. This community, obviously of us gig workers, we want to help each other out. But when you're out there with more and more gig workers coming into the workforce, right, coming into your markets, you want to make sure you always increasing your value. Now, how do you do that? Let's be honest. Most of this gig work is easy. If you rely on easy gig work, you may not make as much money as other people. DoorDash, you turn it on, you deliver food. I think most people probably in high school can probably do what we do. Whether you like that or not, I'm not being mean. It's just, that's a state of all these food delivery apps. As long as you have a driver's license and a beating pulse, 
DoorDash will recruit you to deliver food. So how can we increase our value? Well, you can leverage things like investing in a cargo van. You can increase your value by taking more valuable, heavier loads, heavier stuff. It's a possibility. It's a, it's a risk. I won't argue with you. I'm not going to argue with you. It is definitely a risk. But to make more money, you have to put in more risk than the average person. In certain, certain markets, you may have to leverage more risk to get more reward. Are you prepared to do that? That's a question only you can answer. And we'll have some episodes on the podcast talking about cargo van and how do you get started and how can you better prepare for that level of business compared to using your personal car, use, using your personal vehicle. But that is truly increasing your value. Obviously, increasing your skill set, increasing your skills, using food delivery to go back to school, learning a skill that can leverage and make more money where you may not have to do food delivery or have to do ride share, where ride share and food delivery becomes a side hustle compared to a main hustle. What skills you want to increase? I mean, I look at this as a video game. You, you get the little stats. I was one of my favorite games of all time. But every RPG where they have a certain stats, what's your strengths? What's your weaknesses? Make sure you focus on your strengths, the things you actually enjoy doing. Use the gig apps to help you increase those things in terms of going to trade school or even taking some time to learn how to do those skills. That helps you increase your value in the gig economy. The gig economy is not just these apps. It's thousands and thousands of positions out there. You don't have to only rely on the apps. The apps are fantastic. They're great, but you don't have to rely solely on those apps, especially when you have real skills that could translate even outside of the cell phone. The future of the gig economy is going to be a volatile one. We have the government want to change things. We have unions trying to recruit gig workers. It's a very volatile situation. And it really depends on where you live and depends on your market on how sustainable this is if you're doing this full-time or even if you're doing this part-time. But to protect yourself from this, just going back to what I said earlier in this episode, you wanna separate yourself from the competition. You wanna make sure that you're leveraging your skills, use your network, find opportunities there that most people are going to miss. And if you are truly interested in doing this independent courier work, if we talk about that especially, investing in a bigger vehicle, investing in cargo van, bus trucks, you can find opportunities using apps that will give you better offers. Apps like Curry, Freight, Veho, Roadie. A lot of these apps are looking for people with larger vehicles. You can leverage that if you have a market that can sustain that. And at the same time, learning to increase the skills that you have, whatever skills that is, that can help you make more money in the long term. If you do those type of things, you will be able to handle the ups and downs of the gig economy. By having a strong skill set, having a strong network of opportunities, you have a better situation, you have a better stability compared to the average person that is only relying on the gig apps. So I want to appreciate you guys for tuning in to the very first episode of this. This actually was pretty fun. I'm not, I don't want to ramble too long, so I don't want to keep you guys for too long. But in this podcast, we'll have some of the recordings from my interviews on the main channel, the YouTube channel, Hannibal's Hungry, talking to entrepreneurs, talking to content creators, providing as much valuable information as possible. And also, we're going to be having these smaller segments when I just have a topic and I want to talk about it with you guys. So we're going to be having a lot of good stuff weekly coming in. I'm not sure exactly what day I'm going to post every time. So when this is out, subscribe. Obviously, just check out my YouTube channel as well. Um, I have an email newsletter, hunger for more newsletter. Just go in the description box of any of my videos. You'll be able to click in with that. So I'm going to be hitting you guys with 
the visual the audio and the uh, written i guess visual is written but you guys get the point thank you for taking the time to listen and i'll catch you guys next time peace